Okay, hello and welcome to SMS Text News Podcast number 13. On the line today is Ewan McLeod, Dan Lane, James Watley and myself, Ben Smith. Hello! Oh! SMS Text News. Okay, so this week we are going to talk about Unlimited Drinks Dublin. We're going to get some news from James about his Glastonbury experience. Now he's back on the podcast. We're going to quickly talk about Flirtomatic and we're going to review Ewan's mobile hellhole post, which generated a lot of buzz online this week. So, Unlimited Drinks Dublin. Um, Ewan, do you want to start? Yes, absolutely. So we flew into, well, I say we, that was myself and Ben. It was good to, good to have you there, Ben. We flew at SMS Text News team, uh, based, uh, so me and Ben, we flew into uh, Dublin on Thursday evening. Um, we had, I think, a total, total, I think about 30-odd 30, 30 people, so a very intimate Dublin unlimited drinks. Um, lots of uh, interesting conversation. The good, the good thing about uh, unlimited drinks Dublin there is... Um, I was able to chat to everybody. I don't know if you noticed uh, the, the, the same, Ben. It's because with unlimited drinks in London, it, it is massively popular, and, and that is a benefit as well. Um, but in Dublin, um, because it's uh, only 30-odd people, I was able to sit and have good long chats with everybody from um, Changing Worlds, uh, Aramtech, um, Anam. Uh, I also had a chat to uh, the people at New Bay. We're going to do a feature on them shortly. And uh, a very interesting conversation with the... Um, uh, messaging chat from um, from Vodafone. He uh, heads up messaging at Vodafone uh, Ireland, and he was talking about lots of uh, lots of interesting things that they're they're doing. And that, uh, in particular, what he's really keen on is, is looking. He's looking for companies with um, messaging related applications or services. Uh, basically, anything mobile internet or messaging. Uh, that can be deployed uh, to an operator he is interested in. So it's rather strange to find an operator saying, look, I'm looking, I'm hunting. Uh, so if, if your application or service could be used by Vodafone Ireland or on their portal, on their mobile internet service, um, or if it's messaging-related, premium messaging-related, uh, do talk do talk to talk to me, and I'll put you in contact with a guy. Uh, hopefully I have a video of the Unwood Drinks event um, uh, shortly. Um, I had a bit of trauma with the camera. I've got a really, really nice um, Canon, uh, mm-hmm. almost, almost sexy camera. I went and bought a battery and a charger for it. When as soon as I came off the plane, um, the Irishman who sold me the battery said, "Oh yes, top of the morning to you, and it will work." Um, <laughs> well, I, um, I took the, uh, I took the battery and. and it, it kind of fitted in, in the back of this massive Canon. It's a semi-professional HD ca- uh, Canon video camera. Um, I stuck it in, and I said, does it actually fit? He goes, oh, yeah, it should be fine. But he left me to actually fit it in, um, which I duly did. Um, and then I couldn't get it out. Couldn't get it in the battery with the clip. Nothing would work. Um, so there's a very kind chap at the event. He's got his pen knife out and um, helped me get the battery out of the camera so I could put my other battery into it and do some filming. That was my experience of Unlimited Drinks. It was fantastic to meet everybody. Nice, relaxed, good food. Um, ben, what was your viewpoint? Yeah, it, no, it was really nice to actually walk around the room and meet everyone. Uh, a, a really a really nice bunch and a nice intimate feel. Um, yeah, Russell, Russell from Vodafone was a real pleasure to talk to. I mean, I think he's he's got some really exciting plans and... Um, at this point, it's probably just worth sort of uh, if, if you're interested in the sort of things Ewan was talking about, um, letting Ewan know uh, 
you know, put, putting your name down, and he's he's busy putting the finishing touches to what he's preparing. So hopefully there'll be some good news. But what was really refreshing was uh, a, a mobile industry that still felt quite vibrant and forward-looking. And I, I felt very ignorant as well because, of course, I, I blindly assumed that the the Irish mobile industry would be very similar to the UK. And of course, one of the things I learned very quickly in the evening is it, it's not. And you know, forgive me my ignorance, but the the Irish market has huge adoption. Um, and, and, and actually, very very high um, ARPU, you know, average revenue per user um, figures as well, which means uh, is it in the highest well, in Europe? Uh, apparently, yes. Yeah, so I think that's what we were hearing. But the the guys were saying this is a really great place to use as a test bed. It's a a country of yeah, you know, it's a really a really good market, really good market. A couple market. of million people, absolutely. <laughs> and you can you can test your products here. Great take up. Um, and so uh, that was really encouraging. Well, I had uh, excellent feedback from everybody. I had lots of emails from people saying thank you very much. And um, I heard a few people chatting about um, uh, you know, coming along to a mobile networking uh, evening, which uh, I don't like to call it. I don't like it to be styled as that because when you say, oh, networking evening, it just uh, my mind just goes, oh, geez, how boring. Um, yeah. and they, they were remarking that you, know, you just come along and um, eat and drink. <laughs> and and relax. Yes. Which is, uh, which is the underpinning point of, uh, of unlimited drinks is to you, you, there will be good people there, but be you know, relax. There's no presentations, there's no arsing around, um, just straightforward. So I really enjoyed Dublin. Fantastic. So um, I think next up on the agenda is James's Glastonbury experience. Uh, yes. So I wrote a post literally in the car on the way to Glastonbury. Uh, Glastonbury, by the way, was amazing. It was awesome. All kinds of greatness. Um, if we if we have people listening from abroad, what is Glastonbury very quickly? Uh, Glastonbury Music Festival, uh, and it's basically a large farm where they put up stages with all kinds of music from all kinds of people. And there was a bit of controversy this year as a uh, Jay Z was playing um, hip hop. Uh, it was traditionally a guitar playing hippie event, but yeah, it was really good. And that's inconsequential. Uh, the important stuff. Yeah, the uh, the gadgets that I took along with me to help the mobile geek of Glastonbury get by, um, and without I mean because I'm, I'm, I need to write all of this up and I'm going to do this tomorrow actually, um, but without a doubt the best um, well the best thing I had with me was the locator device. Um, I know I put the post up before I went with all the gadgets on that I took, um, and the, the locator device which is like a credit card shaped device with an extra tab. You put one part on your keys or something and then you hit a button and it tracks it down. It lights up and the other thing emits a beep. Um, and I didn't put it on my keys, I actually put it on my girlfriend. So I didn't want to lose her and it was quite handy. Because um, <laughs> uh, the, the two times I lost her, uh, it, one was in a bar and the other time was when I just I nipped to the bathroom and come back I didn't know where the group was. Um, I turned it on and pushed a button, and within a couple of minutes, I knew exactly where they were, and I found them. What kind of range does it have, James? Because that makes it sound like it works over quite some it, way. Well, yeah, it's, it says it works up to 400 metres. Wow. Um, um, but that's obviously, you know, with the wind behind you and there's nothing at all in your way. Um, but at Glastonbury, where there's um, 150,000 people sharing um, quite a large space, if you lose someone, you're only really going to be 100 yards away from them tops, really. You, you know, it's yeah. going to take a little while for you all to get by. Um, but, yeah, this this thing proved invaluable. And bring it into a mobile idea, I, um, I was at the, uh, the Mobile User Experience Conference a while back, and one of the breakout sessions I was involved in was 
um, please can you come back with three ideas for accessories for phones that you could sell in the shops tomorrow? Immediately, I, I took, a, uh, took issue with the question because most things you can think of will eventually be brought into the phone anyway. So they had things like a joystick, and I'm like, why do I need a joystick? I've got my phone here. Um, but if you took the locator device and put this into a mobile handset, that would mean part of your mobile would have to be detachable. So imagine, so you've got GPS already in your phone. Uh, imagine you could take a chunk out of it and put it on something or give it to someone, and that way you'd know where that person is all the time. Or you could attach it to your keys or something, and your phone would be able to tell you where your keys are. Mm. I thought that was quite a neat idea. So, so tell us quickly about then your solar mm. uh, recharging devices, because you were very scathing about all the power technology you took with it. Yeah, well, the, um, basically the quick one-liner would be rely on batteries, not battery chargers. Um, all the battery chargers I took away with me were not spectacular, to be honest. Um, in the order of rubbishness, uh, the wind-up one comes first, <laughs> as in the most rubbish. Uh, the solar-powered one, all right, I didn't have much sun. That, that's uh, the only problem for that, yeah. Yeah, uh, I would imagine that if you, I was in the Maldives, for instance, it would probably be quite handy. Mm. Um, uh, and then after that, the, the battery charger that I took with me as well. But the battery charger, I think, it gave me one bar of battery per battery. And so, yeah, I'm relying on batteries, not battery chargers. And same thing again this year round with the uh, with the orange char- chill and charge tent. Um, if anyone's listening to this and they're going to Glastonbury next year, do not go to the orange chill and charge tent. Um, a, a prime example, Saturday, no, Sunday morning I got up um, and my friend Gareth had left and gone down and I decided to follow him down into into the festival. And I saw him coming back up again. And he, uh, he said, oh, I, said I, can't, I can't do any of this. I said, what's wrong? He said, there's a three-hour queue, three-hour waiting time to put my phone in at the orange chill and charge tent. And I'm like, why, why would you do that? And there are people queuing. People are going to waste three hours of their day at this amazing festival where you can see some of the best music in the world queuing up. When round the corner, you can just go in and just pay five pounds to somebody who's got a charge box. <clears throat> yeah. I guess it's I guess it's supply and demand really. I mean, how much do you pay to actually get into Glastonbury? I presume Glastonbury is not not a cheap event itself. So you've paid a fortune to get there. It was 155 pounds. <laughs> so you could, if you paid 155 quid to spend a weekend in a field, uh, I'm pretty sure you can afford a fiver to uh, charge up your mobile. Well, yeah. To be honest, Dan, I think if you spent 155 quid to spend a weekend in a field, you probably can't work a mobile phone, can you? Because you're a bit backwards. <laughs> I think I think the listeners have got pretty much got what Ben and I think of Glastonbury, but yeah. <laughs> what about the View Ranger, James? How did you go with that? The View Ranger. It was um, this is the thing coming again. It's all about the power again. I had these wonderful pieces of software because um, I had the View Ranger and I had Glastonav as well. well um, what is the View Ranger? I've not heard of that. The View Ranger was uh, again something that Ewan got for me, and it, it came preloaded. With, um, with Worthy Farm. Worthy Farm is where Glastonbury Festival was held. Yeah. With the map of Worthy Farm and um, icons already yeah, placed on but, it. But what is it? Is it software? Is it is it a device? What does it do? Oh, software. Software, software. Um, and it plugs into your GPS. <clears throat> and it's got preloaded maps with uh, nodes already on. You can, buy these pre- you can buy these maps preloaded with points of interest already on there. So the one I got already had... Um, the pyramid stage, uh, the chill and charge tent, and the cash machine already pinpointed on the map, which is quite handy. Um, and then you could also put in your own points of interest. So if you were at your tent, you could just put, say, right, I am here. This is where my tent is. So if you got le- if you got lost, you could just boot this up and then find your way back. 
Um, again, the only problem with this is that this would involve a network connection and a GPS connection, therefore eating more of your battery. Yeah, I can just feel 10% of my battery going, unfortunately, in the moment I click. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's fine during the day, fine normal use, but yeah, not yeah, when you're yeah, actively yeah, conserving exactly. your power. Yeah? Okay. So it's all about the power when going to Glassbury. All about the power. I, I, I'm going to move the conversation on because the last thing James Watley needs is more power, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> Touche. So, um, Flirtomatic has launched in Germany. Um, yes. Ewan, this is the, you mentioned this. That's right. Well, I, I, I interviewed um, Mr. Mark Curtis, the uh, founder, uh, on Wednesday. That will be up shortly. That's uh, I've actually made a uh, podcast of that, so it will be a special feature podcast probably next week. Um it was fascinating to chat with Mark once again. They've got nearly, they're, they're, they're approaching a million users. And uh, so Flirtomatic, if you haven't looked at it, it's flirtomatic.com. Uh, type it into your mobile web browser and have a wee look. They have some of the best um, deployment um, uh, services uh, on the planet. So what I mean is the, um, they really thought about how to get a customer from their mobile phone, you know, from uh, standby, um, using their service. It's really easy to sign up, um, seamless uh, service, very smart. So they have a million of them um, all across the world with uh, focus being in the UK. They've managed to do a deal with, uh, now I think I'm going to get this wrong, ProSatSieben, ProSiebenSat. It's basically the equivalent of uh, News Corporation um, or Sky here in the UK um, in Germany. So these guys in Germany, Pro, uh, ProSat, let's call them ProSat, they um, uh, are really, really keen to, to do a deal with Flirtomatic. So uh, Mark, uh, Mark and the team have done that. They've launched um, um, in Germany with uh, ProSat, even, and um, with all the, um, the resources at that, that command. So the, the, this, this company in Germany has uh, TV channels, websites, et cetera, et cetera. So um, that's a very exciting uh, move for Flirtomatic, and congratulations to them. They're doing really well, 148 million page impressions, uh, mobile page impressions a month at the moment, um, and they're making a substantial amount of money. Uh, they've got their own um, economy, basically. So when you join Flirtomatic, you can use premium SMS um, well, and, and you can contribute money to Flirtomatic, and that will give you a number of points or credits uh, so you can buy um, uh, little smiley faces and you can boost up your profile and those kind of things with your credit. The, the key point is people are using it, lots and lots of people, and these are normobs. These are yeah. normal mobile users. And um, the biggest, uh, listen to his podcast because he gives some great stats, but just from memory, the biggest um, uh, um, uh, handset manufacturer for, for them um, is Sony Ericsson. So um, of those almost a million users, you know, the vast majority of them, um, I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, are, are Sony Ericsson users or, or normal, you know, they're, they're not Nokia N95s. And that I find fascinating because Flirtomatic is a real barometer of, of how mobile internet is working and moving fast. So I'm pleased they've launched uh, a separate service in, in Germany, completely customized, and uh, uh, I'm no doubt we'll have some, some good news from them soon. And, and just, just to explain, were you and the the service itself, um, what does it actually do? Ah, right. Well, um, so it's based around flirting. It's, it's kind of like a dating site, 
uh, and you, you can, I imagine, date on it. Uh, but really, what you're doing is um, you're logging on. You're looking for people to flirt with. And um, should you happen to develop a relationship, then brilliant. But it's um, it, there's lots and lots of teenagers and um, and young things, um, uh, young people, i.e., people younger than us, um, are all using this day in day out, uh, just to to flirt, to meet, uh, to connect with one another. Um, it's fantastic. I mean, you can send, you log in and just send kisses to people, etc. It's really quite funny and quite fun. Um, you are excused. As in, I give every listener permission to go along to firstmatic.com. This is a business um, requirement. Go along, have a look at it, have a play, have a flirt. If you want to look for me, I am EW44N, I think. So that's EW44N is my profile. Um, look up my profile and, and just, just you know, send me a kiss or something. Just so you can see it. It's really smart, really smart. Dude. <laughs> but but it, is, it is just a business thing, remember. I saw yeah, Mark Gosses yeah. uh, speak recently, and uh, what I found quite amusing was uh, one of their big revenue um, makers is so you can get rated. Other other users rate yeah. you, um, so you can rate um, rate poorly or rate highly or whatever. Um, but if somebody rates you bad, you can pay to have that um, that rating removed. Yeah, and, uh, that's, one, that's one of their that's one of their biggest sellers. Which I thought was yeah, genius. Well, now, one, one thing, I'll just give you a little preview here. You must listen to Mark's uh, podcast because um, he, he's, he's discovered a new medium for advertising. Um, just a very, very um, uh, high-level viewpoint. It's at the end of the podcast, um, um, which we'll publish next week. Um, he talks about a deal, I think it's Boddington's, um, I think, the uh, beer. Uh, and... They they gave the option over three weeks for people to send beer to each other. Because um, you can send a kiss to somebody, why not send them a pint of beer? Um, just a virtual pint. But you can redeem that as well, if you wish, at a pub, at a physical pub. However, um, he hasn't got stats for actually how many redemptions, but what he, can, what he was able to say was 330 million um, what was it, a thousand? <laughs> uh, you'll need to listen. But a huge amount of, it must be 330,000, 330,000 uh, pints I of beer. Yeah, I think, I'm pretty sure it's a thousand. We're, um, we're sent across three weeks, which is just amazing. Cool. Okay, so uh, the uh, the next thing on the list is Ewan's mobile hellhole. Um, Ewan wrote quite a long piece this week uh, saying how delighted he was with the state of the uh, mobile industry at the moment, giving everyone a slap on the back and telling them all just to ease off a bit because it was going too well. Um, so, so yeah, you and I don't, know if you want to, you don't know if you want to congratulate everyone and we can move on. Yes, that's that's, that's almost the opposite, basically. Um, if you you have, have a look at the uh, the piece I wrote, it basically, it, um, now and again I speak to people and uh, I've spoken to one particular company um, the day before. And it's just so disappointing. It's a brilliant idea the guy's got, a really, really smart idea. It will work very nicely with an iPhone, but just, it just simply won't work with your, uh, your Motorola. And um, the, the problem I've got with in, this industry is actually how slow it's moving, really, really slow. The innovation is, is just appalling, uh, and so on. I just wanted to record that. And as as uh, James pointed out to me earlier, it's been widely picked up by a lot of people. I'm pleased. I'm pleased that some people are actually... Uh, thinking yes, I agree with that because this, you know, developing or being an entrepreneur in the mobile industry at the moment is just absolutely appalling. Being out um, on the internet, listening to Google Alerts, etc., the amount of stuff that came back in 
um, or the amount of stuff that got shared with me about Ewan's rant, um, every single note attached to it was, this is why we read SMS text news. <laughs> whenever, whenever Ewan gets a bee in his bonnet and he rants off like this, this is why we read SMS text news. And uh, so I was like, yeah, okay, that's nice. Actually, I can't, I can't manufacture that on demand, though. No, you're not a performing monkey. It, it has to build up. It has to build up from the, you know, it's 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 not something Ewan generates himself. It's something that that the industry itself generates within Ewan, and it builds up until Ewan can't hold it anymore, and then spews forth onto the blog. That's me. And Ewan, <laughs> you, the the thrust of, the thrust of your argument was almost how do we expect um, the, the industry to grow or or indeed take off if you make it so inaccessible for for normobs? I mean, is that a fair fair sort of summary? Was that a gist? I think that's probably yeah, and, and uh, because because it's inaccessible for normobs, i.e., your average person on the street, a mobile phone is a tele telephonic device. That's it. Nothing else. It's to make phone calls and receive calls, and maybe send text messages, and you know that's forget about anything else. Uh, so if the normobs can't do anything other than that, then how the hell is anybody else? Um, meant to innovate. So uh, if I come along and say, right, I want to create a service for a normal, you can't. You can't because your your average Razer, Sony Ericsson, LG, etc., the phones don't do anything other than call people. Um, when you talk to a mobile operator, again, the, 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 there's little in the way of support for uh, um, entrepreneurs, people who are develop, want to develop applications, and you know, applications and services is what will push this thing forward. Um, it's just extremely difficult at the minute because because the normal users, your average consumer, is this is entirely inaccessible. Okay, so b before we move on, because we, we need to we need to keep uh, we need to keep going on this, um, it'd be interesting just to find out from from all, all of us. Then, what do you what do you think is the biggest impediment at the moment? If you could if you could change one thing, which area would you focus on, Ewan? Okay, so for me, I'd say a common development platform. That, that, that every operator uses, and, it, and is that so that you, is that so that developers find it easier to create content, or is that so that users find a common interface that they can be familiar with across all of their phones or their friends' phones? That's a smart question. I think it's it both. So, so that if I can, if I develop something, then then like the Japanese iMode, um, which was you know terrifically successful there. You know, if you create an application or a service, it just if it was good, people would find it and then it would just rose to the top. Um, in your in your list, it was easy to use and it worked. And any you know, uh, all of a sudden, do you know what? It's Facebook applications. That's yeah. that's what I want. Facebook applications, common, yeah. So, so what about you, James? Um, I was oh, Ewan's kind of nicked it. I was going to do the same thing. Um, having come from software originally, um, and mobile web apps, having a common platform, um, you know, the fragmentation is just a joke. Um. You know, there's, there's hardware fragmentation as well as software fragmentation. Um, you know, you can't put it on this because the screen's that big and, you know, we can't use that. I mean, from a consumer point of view, wouldn't it be great if we had the same charge ports? Do you know what I mean? If we all had the same USB ports. Well, in China, yeah. Because yeah. Um, yeah. the, the Chinese, sorry to interrupt there, James, but the Chinese government said, right, this is ridiculous. The market isn't do, dealing with it properly. Therefore, from this date, you will only ever buy these chargers. Every yeah. every handset sold in China will will use this adapter. That's it. Goodbye. Yeah. Wonderful. 
Fantastic. Yeah. Okay, so Dan, sorry, I wasn't meaning to leave you out. Um, I... any... No, I, I'm kind of in agreement with the other guys, um, but I'm going to play devil's advocate for a bit, and I'm going to say um, what what some people may may respond respond to that with, and that's that we did have uh, supposedly a uh, a unified sort of development um, environment. That's J2ME. J2ME yes, is well, uh, Java apps <laughs> for, for, for mobile phones. That's your average Sony Ericsson or yep, S4 yep, so, range. So, yeah. so yeah. Your, your older Nokia's had that. Your, your uh, Sony Ericsson's and and I'm I'm don't think I've ever really used any uh, Java apps on uh, some of the Motorola devices, but I'm I'm pretty certain they're that you could you could run them on there. Mm. Um, well, I'm, in, I'm ashamed to say I had a Razer. Yeah, it did. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we had this unified platform that was on almost all the handsets being shipped at one time. Um, unfortunately. It wasn't very good, and it had fragmentation within it. Um, so you had different devices yeah. supporting different subsets of it. Um, some devices you would be able to get, say, uh, internet access, um, and I mean proper internet access. So you, you, you know you, you could use non-standard ports and stuff. And other 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 devices you could only get web access, and and some you couldn't even get that. And so it made writing uh, an application, you know, a pain for that, and testing it is, uh, and things like that are just a nightmare. What we what we really need is a proper we need to do Java again with, you know, a, a better language um, and do it right from the very beginning, really. Put down your Motorola razors and burn those phone holsters. You're listening to SMS Text News. Device Anywhere Roadshow, Ewan, quickly. Yes, very quickly. Um, we're running a roadshow for Device Anywhere. Um, it's actually, I'm, I'm really delighted we're able to do this. I went to Device Anywhere a while ago and said, listen, could you, would you support this? And um, they, they nodded vigorously. Device Anywhere, if you haven't come across it, it is um, a service for developers um, or anyone that, that wants to see how their applications or services work on a range of different handsets. I wrote an overview of it uh, this week and I um, of the service. It's really smart. You just log into it. It works um, on Java, so it works on both the Apple and uh, on your PC. And uh, it's really, really smart. You can just say, I'd like to test a Nokia N95 on Vodafone. Fine. Actually, I'd like to test a Nokia E61 on AT&T. No, actually, I'd like to go to Japan and test every single handset they've got in the marketplace um, and to see if any of my software works in it. No, it doesn't. But it's really, really quite cool um, that you can test lots of different applications, lots of different services on, on tons of different real live handsets remotely, five device anywhere. So um, we're doing a roadshow. We're visiting lots of different companies. The first one was ShopQuick, um, the travel uh, service. That's going to be up next week. And then following that, we'll be visiting Palringo. Um, and chatting to them about their mobile development and device anywhere. So that's that's that. So uh, Dan, uh, all I have on my screen is Whatley Goes Wild, and it says Dan Whatley Goes Wild. Whatley Goes Wild. Are you going to upset him or something? No, no, I, I could talk about this. Yeah, um, we've been having a bit of a brainstorm. Can we uh, uh, stop? Whoa, 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 whoa! I don't yeah. know anything about this. For the listeners' benefit and for mine, we had a little discussion beforehand. This was mentioned, and then they went, "No, no, don't tell him, don't tell him." So this is the first time I've heard anything about this. So uh, we've been having a little bit of a brainstorm here at, uh, at SMS Texas Towers, and, and, and unfortunately, this was when James was away, and we've been thinking about ways to uh, ways to make the podcast, uh, you know, do some do some outside broadcast and uh, and some some little features. 
And one that came up was uh, Watley Goes Wild, or, or maybe not the final name, maybe we could call it Where's Watley, or something with two Ws. But essentially, every week or so, we're going to try and give uh, Mr. Watley a challenge. Something to do with mobile, and something to do with maybe something dangerous, or, or perhaps something humiliating. And, uh, and it's going to be James's challenge, presumably should he choose to accept... To go off and uh, and and achieve this challenge, so I think the first one, I think we're all pretty much agreed on the first one, mm-hmm. is that James must make a telephone call. Maybe he could quick it as well, but he has to do it while jumping out the back of an aeroplane. Is he allowed a parachute? I I I leave that up to the uh, the challengee as to whether or not he decides to wear a parachute. But it might be a very short uh, short feature if he doesn't wear a parachute. We might not get to do a second one. <laughs> also, also I should probably point out a caveat because I know how sneaky Mr. Watley is. The plane has to actually be flying, and uh, I suggest it flies quite high. Mm. Uh, James, uh, just to let you know, we've booked this. It's happening. We've ch- chatted to the guys at Binvox. Um, Monday what? morning, Monday morning, nine o'clock in the morning. You are flying to. Well, sorry, you're driving. There's a car coming to pick you up. It's taking you to an RAF base. We've cleared that with uh, with them. They're taking you up in a plane, and you are jumping out of of it at about twenty five thousand feet. Uh, so we expect uh, a story at about two o'clock on Monday. We're only kidding, James. We haven't actually we haven't actually booked it. Just uh, <laughs> 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 completely gobsmacked. What, what, the next feature should be called "What He Does Silence." <laughs> Can I just point out that that Ewan said we were only kidding, uh, but he was only kidding about the fact that we booked it. Correct. This is something. This is something we want you to do. Yeah, no, of course I want to. I'd be happy to. Um, but um, yeah, planning, 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 planning. That's good. Uh, How quickly can we organise the diving with sharks thing? Well, to, to be honest, I've I've already arranged that gravity drops you out of the sky at incredible speed. So all we need is the plane and the parachute, and everything else is set. BSMS <laughs> <laughs> Text News Podcast live and direct from London, England. Things of the week. This week, uh, we'll give Ewan first go. Ewan. Okay, my thing of the week is a handset. It's a Nokia N82, and it's an orange-branded one on orange. Now, oh, um, you've got the black one, haven't you? No, I have got the black one. And, oh, it's uh, ninja. It's very good. Uh, I just wanted to point out, I have um, regaled um, everybody with my annoyance at Nokia. The N82, I'm really pleased with it. Um, and what's more, I'm actually... Uh, very pleased with Orange. I'm very pleased with how they've integrated it. I've got some posts coming on that. Um, for example, when you take a picture on the N82, I think this is probably Orange-wide now, but when you take a picture um, on N82 Orange, uh, you have the option to send it to your Orange um, photo album online. Uh, so I'll be doing some uh, screenshots and a review of that shortly. But I'm really pleased with the, the package from Orange and uh, Nokia. Very smart. You know that annoying Orange branding they put on all their handsets that everyone hates and no one yeah. thinks is a good idea? Mm. Yeah. It's an option to turn off now. Woo-hoo. I don't know how lo- I don't know how long that's been because I don't, I don't really use orange handsets that often. Mm. But it was just uh, in the themes preferences in Series 60. It was just uh, active standby, st- standby, or orange standby. Brilliant. Yeah. So, so you and just one request from me. Um, 
rumour has it that the black N82 has a subpar camera in it relative to the, uh, the, the original silver uh, N82. So will you snap a few pictures so that we can see if that's really the case or not? Oh, totally. All right. Well, that's fine. So I've got a piece of rubbish then? No, no, no. no there was just... What, where, did, where, where did you hear this? Uh, there's a there's a um, Singapore-based um, camera phone review, and they focus on doing um, reviews of the phone functionality of the various phones. And they did a side I did a side by side. I'll put the link up in the write up with this. But they did a side by side of a lot of the five megapixel sort of you know top end camera phones. And yeah. what they observed was that the quality of the camera unit in the N82 seems to have degrade seems to have degraded between the the original silver release and the black, uh, you know, second release. And I just wanted to say, actually, is that something that just is really only discernible to real camera geeks, or is that actually something that, you know, consumers want to go and buy a silver one or a black one to get that quality? Dan? Uh, my thing of the week uh, this week is quick. Um, I think we've had this as a thing of the week before. I don't know if it's one of mine or not. Uh, but they've released a new version, and it solves the biggest problem I had with quick. And that was when you're taking a video, all very nice, but because you're you're videoing, you're you're encoding that video and you're sending it up over the uh, the internet, using up a lot of battery power. So what would happen is I'd take a really long video, and I would then sit there waiting for it to upload because obviously it, it doesn't always upload in real time. And while it was uploading, battery went flat, and I'd lose that video. And the support guys are quick. Had a had a trick of actually getting the video off of the uh, off of the handset using using a file browser, um, but it didn't always work for me. Um, with the new version, it adds it to the gallery as soon as it's finished recording. So, uh, good job there. Um, that's uh, one of the big features that uh, I was really looking cool. forward to. And it's it's now, you know, I feel more comfortable using it because I know that even if my battery goes flat while it's uploading, I can, uh, I'll still have that video. Um, I'm not sure if it re- resumes once I've changed the battery or recharged it, uh, but maybe we could uh, test that and find out. Mm. And uh, I assume if it's in the gallery, you could also upload it to other places as well because it's you know it's in yes. a format um, that you can the, the, the reason I actually found out about this new feature is because I took a video and when I hit stop, shows you popped up and said, "Do you want to send this to YouTube?" Aha! Cool. I mean, quick, cool. quick itself, quick itself does include um, the the feature to to send it out to social networks and and other um, other services. But uh, you know, it's nice to have the the option of using it with shows you as well. Mm. Geotagging your quicks. That's nice. So, uh, James, thing of the week. Uh, I mentioned it earlier on the podcast. I've got to say this locator device. Um, I've kind of kept it around about my person, and I'm waiting to see if, what I can connect the other tab to next. I want, um, if the people from the locator are listening, the other three tabs would be lovely, <laughs> or at least a list of where I can buy the tabs from, um, because it's all well and good having one, but I want more. I want to tag more things. Um, but yeah, this this thing is really really cool and really really handy. Okay, so my thing of the week is Joyku Spot Premium. I wrote a, um, a mini review of it uh, the day after it was launched on uh, on the site, and it is just brilliant. I took it to Dublin with me, used it loads and loads there, used it on the train on the way back, used it at home, and it is excellent. So uh, for those that don't know, Joyku Spot is a bit of Series 60 software that turns your phone into a Wi-Fi hotspot, and it means that you can use your 3G data and share it with um, other devices over Wi-Fi. Um, now, that's not a particularly new feature. Um, Joyku Spot Lite and Walking um, Walking Hotspot 
are both applications that have been around for a while, but they were quite limited because the Wi-Fi hotspots they created generally didn't have any encryption or protection on them, and also um, you uh, could only use plain web browsing over those hotspots. So this week, Joyku Spot Premium launched, and it does really sort of all the things you'd want the application to do. It's completely unlimited in terms of it works across all the various different ports, um, and it also allows you to create a encrypted hotspot with a diff with a, a name that you set. So you can set up a key on your laptop or your mobile phone or your other phones, for example, and um, and use that. And it's been absolutely rock solid. It's been really, really good. I, I even I thought did the ultimate stress test, which was I ran my corporate VPN over it. So that was I I used a checkpoint client, which is the particular corporate VPN that my firm uses. Um, and that creates a, created a connection back into my corporate network, and I synchronized Exchange, I browsed my corporate intranet, I even did Windows file shares on my Dell laptop. And it's, it's okay, it works at 3G speeds, but it is absolutely rock solid. It stayed up for hours. And I was what network are you on? I, I'm using three. Um, okay, that makes sense. At, well, I say I'm, I'm using three with an unlimited data package. Um, yeah. Although obviously it would work with it would work with any network. Obviously, I think unlimited data would be a very smart way to go. Brilliant application, and more importantly, only 15 euros now. It's normally 25 euros, but they're in the launch month. It's only 15 euros. Okay. Anyway, enough of my enough of my raving. Uh, I think that's us done for this week. Then um, just all remains for us to say thank you very much to everyone. Have we got any shouts this week? I don't think there's any shouts this week, but there may have been one more thing. No, uh, nothing else has happened in the mobile industry this week. Uh, no, there was something. I just, it's it's quite quiet, in my yeah. mind. I can't, I can't remember what it was. There was there was something that happened, but it's, it's completely gone out of my mind. Anyone? No, complete uh, loss, actually. I have no idea what you're talking about. It's been a bit you of a slow week for news, isn't it? I've, um, I've got a new Nokia phone, but that's not really that important. I'm going to talk about that phone. I've got a new phone, yeah. What have you got? I got a new um, what the what's it called? What the, um, yes, iPhone. Got a new iPhone. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty, it's pretty neat. Pretty neat. It lets you do uh, rather cool things now. Got very, very the iPhone isn't new. They came out ages ago. Everyone's got one. Yeah, yeah. yeah we've all so had those for I, ages. I had a phone call yesterday from O2 asking if I'd uh, pop up and they could uh, tell me about this uh, uh, new briefing. So a new briefing of uh, the uh, O2 uh, iPhone. Uh, I'm, I'm holding one in my hand. It's rather nice. Um, that's and that's rather weird because they normally announce briefings in advance, don't they? It's weird. Mm, they normally like, yeah. announce when they're going to release a new product in advance, but I haven't heard anything. Yeah. No, I me, mean, yeah. 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 But, so, Dan, uh, what, what did you get up to yesterday? Oh, I, I just, you know, just joined a queue. For how long? Uh, and, no, what else did you do for the day? Oh yeah, yeah. I did. Uh, I did actually. I did actually pop into town earlier. I just thought, you know, on a whim, pop into town at seven o'clock in the morning, um, and and I I wandered around a bit, looked at some shops, and then uh, queued in the Apple store for eight and a half hours. Eight just, and a half know. hours. Yeah. Well, I didn't. So, yeah. so so go go back a bit. Then. Yeah, can I can I interject? Sorry. Is this is this for the love of all things Apple, or was it because you uh, for the listeners' benefit you thought you'd had to go through the consumer all right, experience? All right. Best all right. All right. All right. We'll we'll cut the nonsense. Everyone knows the iPhone 3G was launched yesterday, and I had uh, I had agreed with or, or Ewan had arranged it with the uh, the, the people at uh, Carphone Warehouse for me to pop down to their flagship store on Oxford Street 
and uh, I was going to go in there. I got some. I got some quick video. Um, I spoke to some of the people there, and um, and then I was going to buy an iPhone 3G, which I'd been quite looking forward to. And you know what happened? Well, you say was going to buy an iPhone 3G, Dan. Exactly. I think that's the clue. I didn't buy an iPhone 3G. They they had one there. Is the the last 16 gig iPhone 3G in the store, and I I couldn't I couldn't buy it. Their system wouldn't let me. I didn't fail the credit check. I failed the security check. Their system couldn't verify who I was. Wouldn't is that have because any of the, other... uh, is it the RFID chip in your wrist, Dan, that did that? No, you'd think, having such things, it'd be easier to verify who I was. But no, I have written up a full, a full report of what happened. And I think yeah, you, and did a, you, and, you recorded a special podcast as well, didn't you? With you, are you in queue? I believe you may have, but that was that was after Carfin Warehouse when I went to the Apple store, and uh, I thought, you know, Carfin Warehouse have let me down. What am I going to do now? I know. They said it's something. It's they, they basically said, you know, it's your bank's fault. They're not verifying your address. Yada yada yada. I thought that's rubbish, absolute tosh. Um, <laughs> so if I go to the Apple store and I buy one, that proves that it's utter bollocks. So I went to the Apple store. Unfortunately. One or two other people had decided to go to the Apple Store and buy an iPhone, but I was, I was, you know, I was, I was adamant I was going to prove those guys at Carphone Warehouse wrong, and I queued with all the other people. And eight and a half hours later, I emerged victorious with an iPhone 3G. Didn't have any problems with the with the security check, no problems with the credit check. There was a slight problem when I came to pay for my iPhone 3G with my debit card. You know why? Because Carphone Warehouse had put through multiple transactions of £1 trying to secu- verify my security, and my bank had thought, oh, that's what they do when there's fraud. They take a small amount, then they take a big amount. We'll block his card. So I couldn't buy one in the Apple store because of Carphone Warehouse. Luckily, luckily, my SMS text news colleague, Ben Smith, had come along for moral support, and I might point out that when I joined the queue, Ben was in Ireland. Ben flew to the UK, went into the office, did some work, came to join me at the, at the queue, where I'd reached the end of the queue, and just in time to bail me out with his very own credit card. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> Dan, I should just say that, to, to be clear, when, when you joined the queue, I was asleep in Dublin. I got up, <laughs> got ready, went to the airport, waited at the airport, got a flight, got the train into London, went to my office... Did a day's work, went to the pub, had a couple of pints with James Watley, and then met you in in the Apple Store, and you still were only just about buying the device. So. And to be fair about it, when we were queuing for eight and a half hours, the staff at the Apple Store were incredibly accommodating, very friendly, and very helpful. Um, you know, they did stuff like that. They when when we'd been there a certain amount of time, they bought us some chairs. They were constantly bringing around Starbucks coffee um, and water, and you know. We could we could leave the queue and rejoin if we wanted to go get some food or something and and uh, towards the end they brought out um, some some of their thirty inch displays and and set up uh, Guitar Hero so that people could leave the queue and and play that and and you know it was good um, but the uh, the whole eight and a half hour thing was just just pretty much down to O2 being uh, unable to do credit checks and what they ended up doing is uh, is drafting in some O2 stuff to go into the Apple Store and train the Apple Store staff on how to do paper-based um, sign-up. 
really, all in all, uh, I'd say certainly in the UK and I think around Europe, a disastrous day, really. Okay, we should wrap this up. Uh, Thank you very much for listening this week to podcast number 13. Um, We We love you all. We do, each and every one of you. And we will be back next week to probably talk slightly more constructively about the actual iPhone and some of the applications that have been launched in the App Store and maybe some non-iPhone-related things as well. That'd be nice. I see everybody. See everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on smstextnews.com.